Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today, we're talking about flags. Alice, are you familiar with this American TV show called The Big Bang Theory? Well, I'm not, even if I heard about it. Yeah, you never watched it, huh? No, I never watched it. Okay. Because you're French. Because I'm French, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. That's, that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the one of the main guys on the show is this big nerdy scientist in California. And uh, he does this video podcast, he calls it. I'm not sure why that's not just a YouTube channel, but anyway, that's what he calls it. Uh, called Fun with Flags with Dr. Sheldon Cooper. Oh, sounds very fun. Yeah, it's not. But <laughs> um, well, the joke is that it's not fun. But you know, they, it, it's funny to see him do, do it. So today we're gonna do fun with flags. And I hope it's gonna be funnier than fun with flags. Uh, I hope. So, I hope. I hope people enjoy it in some way, at least. So, if, what kind of flag are we going to have fun? Well, this is a Chinese <laughs> history podcast, so I suppose we're going to be talking about flags in uh, in Chinese history. Although, in reality, this history doesn't go back very far because the custom of having flags to represent countries, just like most of international law, really, uh, came out of Europe. Oh, really? And just came out of uh, usage or practice or uh, customs and what people were used to in Europe uh, throughout the, mm. through the early modern age, um, so 17th, 18th, 19th centuries. So basically what happened was uh, initially, um, well, the, the Chinese had no flags. So when did and, they start um, having flags? Well, so actually, let's back up for a bit. Because the history does go back a little bit further mm. than the 19th century, even though we're gonna, we can get, get to that in a minute. You you are familiar also with the so-called qipao, mm-hmm. right? The dress. Uh, yeah, the called, dress, uh, the Chinese dress. Right, called Cheongsam in Korean. Mm. Um, see, it's funny we say the Chinese dress. It uh, was introduced into China by the Manchus, mm. yeah, the yeah, rulers yeah. of the Qing Dynasty. In fact, we uh, uh, Confucius all the way, all the way back mm. in the 500 BC or so wrote that Han clothes had their uh, opening on mm. the right side of the body, so the, the the shirt or the dress would fold onto the mm. right side. Whereas the quote unquote barbarian dress mm. folded on the left. So think about it, which way does the chipao fold? To the left. Left, yeah. That's right. Left, it's left. a barbarian dress. It's a, it's it's a, a Manchu dress. Well, okay. according to Confucius, <laughs> it was, yeah. So the Manchus really brought it in. And the term chipao, what we call it, uh, what, what we call that dress, actually means flag dress, mm. right? Qi or banner dress. A qi is a mm. flag or a banner. Why is that? Yeah, why? Because the Manchus used to be often referred to as the flag people or the banner people, the bannermen. Oh, the people who had a flag. But why is that? Because they were the first to have a flag. No. No? (laughs) No. It was because uh, when the Manchus came over the Great Wall in 1644, and they came into China and established themselves, they divided their military and their essentially their tribal structure into under uh, eight flags or eight banners mm. of different colors. So to say someone belonged to a banner, a banner man, to say some a man was a bannerman, or someone was a bannerman, was to say that he was Manchu because he belonged under a banner. 
mm. whereas the Han Chinese didn't belong under any banners. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but these these flags just represented uh, these these organizations. These the, the, the way the, the the Manchu organized it themselves internally. It didn't. There was nothing to represent uh, China as a whole, or to represent the Qing Dynasty as a whole. So, fast forward to the mid nineteenth century, and um, substantially because of uh, because of increased trade between China and Western countries, international trade, in the wake of the Opium War, because after the Opium War, by treaty, by the Treaty of Nanjing, China could no longer close its borders to the outside. Mm. So you have to let us come in and do business. So then you had, uh, you had this problem that ships internationally always had flags to identify by which country they mm. belonged to, right? Mm-hmm. But the Chinese ships had no flags. Yeah, because there was no flag, there was no for, flag for China. For China, right? Even the Chinese Navy had no flag. Mm. So you would you would you would happen that uh, other countries would just Western countries would just refuse to recognize Chinese ships because they had no flag. Because there was no flag. Was, even though, like, well, this is clearly a Chinese naval vessel. Mm. They're like, well, there's no flag. I don't see a flag, so I'm just gonna treat you like pirates. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> so at some point. Um, Li Hongzhang, who was a very important minister in the late nineteenth century, basically said, "All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have a we have to have a flag." Mm-hmm. All right, um, <clears throat> and um, at this point, they basically said they basically decided that since the dragon represented <clears throat> the Chinese emperor, they're just gonna have a flag with a yellow dragon on it. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, and they um, uh, they. Uh, they so they say so they had these uh, dragon flags initially just for ships, and they were triangular. And now once again we come upon the problem of what is normal in Europe. European countries all had rectangular flags, mm. so people are like, well. If it's triangular, you know, you had European diplomats, mm. European representatives saying, "Well, if it's triangular, it's not a real flag, is it?" Oh, so, <laughs> so they had to change again. So then, right? So then, Li Hongzhong came to the to the uh, government, came to the, uh, the the Empress Dowager, mm. and said, "All right, we got to change it to rectangular." So you know, if your if your Majesty, <clears throat> well, um, just pick one. Uh, I, this is the design I, I favor, you know. So they, they, they settled on just simply modifying the dragon flag mm. to having a rectangular shape. And uh, they started using that. So now that's the uh, flag of Qing China. But then, as you know, uh, we're already here in the not late 19th century. Mm. So as you know, not too long after that, there was a revolution. Right? Yes. The 1911 Republican Revolution. Not to be confused with the 1949 Communist Revolution. That's later. We're going to get to that. <laughs> so the 1911 Republican Revolution, led by Sun Yat-sen and his buddies. Um, they then, so they, they, they then overthrew the Qing Dynasty and they came in. And they said, well, we, we, we can't keep using the dragon flag. Because mm. that's, that's that's the, the imperial government, the emperor, and the dragon represented the emperor. Yeah, emperor. We're a republic now. We're not going to have that. Mm. So they adopted this flag, the five colors flag. 
the five color. Oh, the five they didn't. Colors, they right? didn't do like the the sun flag, the 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 flag we know actually that the flag of the flag of well, Republic of China. Right? We are recording this in Taiwan, so you are familiar with, with the, the flag of the, the flag of, of Taiwan, which is which is the Republic of mm. China flag. We're gonna get to that in a minute.、Mm. That already.、Uh, uh, well, we're gonna get to that, get to that in a minute. At first, they had this five color flag. The five colors: a red, yellow, blue, white, black. Were supposed to represent the five main races、mm-hmm. of, of China. Of China、yeah. The Han. Oh, I heard about it. The Bantus,、uh, the Mongols, the the Hui,、mm. the Hui Muslims,、uh, and the Tibetans.、Mm. Now,、uh, pretty soon though, there, this ran into problems. Uh, one was aesthetic or representational, which is that well, there's more than five races in China.、Mm. Yeah, it's not, like, one, it's not very inclusive. The Uyghurs aren't represented here. Yeah, <laughs> you know the 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 Miao people aren't represented.、Mm. There are dozens of ethnicities in China. So if we had a color ban for everyone, hmm. And also, you know, who decided that you know this color was this and you know、mm. that, that's you know that there was no、uh, there was no、uh, fixed correspondence、Mm-mm. for that. But more importantly, what happened was that.、Um, There was a second revolution, and again, I'm still not talking about the 1949 revolution. I'm talking about what Sun Yat-sen called the second revolution, Erdogan, which was when、uh, Sun Yat-sen, after they succeeded in their revolution, Sun Yat-sen quickly gave up the presidency、mm. and allowed Yuan Shikai, the former Qing Dynasty general, to become the president. Yeah, he did that. So as to avoid、mm. a conflict between North and South,、mm. the trouble was Yuan Shikai then quickly declared himself emperor. Yeah, I remember the story. Right.、Mm. So again, we can do another episode just on yeah, that. Just on yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. But、uh, long story short, the all all of、uh, Sun Yat-sen's old buddies, the revolutionaries, who, to, to the original, the guys who originally put in the first republic,、mm. are like, ah, crap, you know. <laughs> We had three months of republic, and then this guy just called himself emperor. We got to do this thing over again. Yeah, something happened with the French Revolution.、Though. A little.、Uh, <laughs> you guys、so、dragged down for well, you had the Robespierre. I got excited. He was emperor again.、Like、Napoleon. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah.、Um, yeah. You you took longer to get there though. You took took a little while <laughs>、yeah, for Napoleon to get on the scene. A bit more than three months. Right. With、yeah. <laughs> China, the other guy just showed up already.、Uh, Um, so they did a second revolution to overthrow、mm-hmm. Yuan Shikai and to restore the republic. And at this point, because Yuan Shikai's government was already using the five color flag, the new revolutionaries, the new republicans, were like, "All right, we got to use a different flag." And at this point, Sun Yat-sen trundled out、uh, an old, old design by his old buddy Du Haodong. Whom you may remember in the film Once Upon a China, Once Upon a Time in China Part Two. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So Lu Hongdong was an old friend. Lu Hongdong, if you if you if you if you、uh, grew up in Taiwan in a certain time period, went to school here, you will have grown up hearing that Lu Hongdong was the first man to die for the revolution. Okay. He was one of the first people to be arrested by the Qing government. Um, before they succeeded in in the revolution, he was one of the first people to be arrested and executed for、um, treason, insurrection, or、um, and but before he died, he was he was an old friend of Sun Yat-sen. They kind of grew up together, 
And so Sanyasin took his death quite, quite, quite personally. Mm. Um, but before he died, he had, he had created this design of the white sun against a blue background. The, um, the, the, uh, the, the sun having 12 uh, rays coming mm. out, uh, which had its own, had its own meaning. Um, um, so that is now the flag of the Republic of China. No, it's not, because it didn't have the red yet. Oh, it doesn't have. It was yet just the right, red yet. and uh, so when they when they um, when they engaged in the second revolution, they uh, first adopted the 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 blue on the, the the white sun on blue background, and then that then became the flag of the KMT, the Kuomintang, right. Then, when they succeeded in pushing out Yuan Shikai and restoring the republic, they then changed that to uh, to add the the red background. Uh, so now it's the one quarter of it is now the white sun on red, on, on blue, mm. and then three quarters three quarters of it is now red. So what represents the 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 Tri- sun? The tricolor. Well, the 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 three colors are just like the three colors of, of the French flag or the American flag, right? Liberté, mm. égalité, fraternité. They're the same. Oh, that's the same meaning. They are the same meaning. They're the same. Okay. They're the same meaning, but um, um, but they also said. So yes, I also like to say that the red, red all over, represented the blood of the revolutionaries, the blood of the martyrs. So why the sun? The sun. Uh, the the the. The twelve rays. The sun was supposed to represent, you know, justice and all this stuff. Mm. But the twelve rays represented, uh, also represented the. Um, uh, it's, it's an old. The um, Tiangan. Uh, it's an old. It's an old um, uh, Chinese system of. Um, they're like they're like ordinal points, kind of. You know. Okay. The, the, yeah. So they used to date years based on so-called Tiangan Dizhi. So Tiangan had twelve units. Mm-hmm. And then Dizhi had ten units. So the lowest um, lowest common multiple was sixty. So then you would have these cycles of sixty years at a time. See, you prompted by you, I've now gone down a rabbit hole into explaining this <laughs> <laughs> complicated old dating system. Never mind that. So that's my fault. It, it is I'm kind sorry. of your fault. It had 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 this traditional meaning. Of course, then. Uh, as you know, then the communists kind of came over mm-hmm. and took over uh, all of mainland China. So now, the uh, the flag of the ROC, the Republic of China, only flies on Taiwan and a few of its offshore Chinese. island possessions, right? Yeah. And so there were people who later sort of said, "Well, it was a bad idea to have red all over, wasn't it?" It's kind of a bad omen <laughs> that yeah. the 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 the, the, um, the blue and the white sun will be squeezed into a corner, right? Mm-hmm. And all the rest of the flag will be red. That was a bad call, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a bad call. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's you know, I'm sure the one thing had nothing to do with the other. But um, well, over on the mainland, they then settled on this uh, five stars against a, a red background. Do you know how that happened? The PRC flag. No. It's very simple. 
but it's also somewhat amusing. They just held a contest. They had a contest? They had a contest. They had a flag contest. Yeah, they had a flag contest. They had fun with flags. They had fun with flags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mao just uh, he came into power and he just made an announcement. He said, all right, we've got to choose a new flag. So, uh, you know, anyone's got a design, send it to uh, P.O. Box 12345, whatever, you know, <laughs> Beijing, Beijing, <laughs> something like that. And thousands of people from all over China just like drew a picture of some sort and then sent it in. And then they picked one. And it was just by this guy, just some guy. He's like an ordinary guy. And uh, and uh, they just say, hey, this is this is the best one. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. So what's the storytelling around this flag? Like what does it represent? Yeah, the five. So the five stars is like one big star and then um, five uh, uh, four over, yeah. small stars. Well, the big star represents... It's the party. Of course. Yeah, it's the party, I remember. The small stars represent the, the four um, uh, estates, right? Mm. The four segments of society. Um, essentially saying that all the, all the estates of society, all the, all the sections of Chinese society must follow the party, <laughs> must follow the, the big star, the party in front of it. Um, so, well, that tells you... What you need to know, I guess, it is it is reasonably notable that they um, uh, avoided having a hammer and sickle, you know, the traditional communist symbols, um, to uh, presumably to, to avoid looking too much like the Soviet flag, mm. and um, they wanted to have it be clearly communist mm. without being looking like a clone of the of the, of of the, the USSR. Flag, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, I hope you had fun. With flags. <laughs> I hope you had fun because this has been fun with flags. Or, in fact, this has been a Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Thanks for listening.